So, hello everyone. Welcome to today's podcast. Today with me uh, is a former attorney, Mark M. Bello, who is also an author of Vashley Black Legal Thriller series. So, how are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm also good. So, uh, tell me about this uh, book and what what is there in uh, content and how did you, uh, you know, got the idea of Well, my name is Mark Bellow. I'm a senior citizen, as you can see. I've reinvented myself, essentially, from being a practicing lawyer to being a published author. Uh, I know your podcast focuses on personal development, self-worth, and peace of mind. And as I've slowed down my law practice, I began working on those things in my late 60s. I've been an attorney for almost 45 years. I've seen a lot of bad things, uh, often the worst of the worst types of behavior, uh, and not by who you might expect. Citizens cheated by large corporations, including their own insurance companies, brutalized or cheated by government officials. Uh, I started writing a series of articles uh, and blogs about this, And uh, years ago, I handled a case that I decided to write a novel about. And that turned into a series of novels uh, about topics in the news and my experiences in the criminal and civil justice systems. And that's essentially what prompted me to become an author. really uh, amazed to know that. So, uh, what do you mean by term justice? What according to you is justice? Well, justice means a lot of things. Uh, In the law, it means righting a wrong, getting a a, a person compensation in some cases. Uh, Sometimes it's specific performance, uh, meaning that if you were have agreed that someone will do something for you and that someone refuses to do something for you, you get that something for him. Uh, So that can be justice. But justice can be a lot of things. It can be uh, if you're a minority and you're discriminated against, maybe you can stop the discrimination. If someone's... uh, doesn't get the job he's supposed to get simply because of the color of his skin, maybe you can write that wrong. For me, it's uh, it's essentially the writing of wrongs. I've witnessed a lot of wrongs. I, I, I'm a child of the 60s. Uh, I've witnessed the Civil Rights Movement. I've witnessed the Vietnam era. I've witnessed Watergate. I've seen two impeachment events, three now. Uh, I thought I'd seen it all. But uh, what's going on in America today with Trump as a cheerleader uh, blows my mind. I just so it, it it compels me to write. I write legal thrillers. I write them about social justice topics. Uh, my first book was about clergy abuse in the Catholic Church. I've written a book about bullying. I've written a book about racism and cop shootings, school shootings, 
Uh, I'm doing shows like yours to help revive and restore and hopefully awaken society's most inner, innermost capabilities, essentially. We can do better than this. So, so do you prefer uh, Democrats over Republicans? Do I prefer what over what? Democrats or Republicans? I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm an independent, but I lean Democratic. Okay. So, uh, what according to you is the difference between civil justice and social justice? Well, there's not a whole lot of difference. I, I, I would say social justice relates to the social ills of society and correcting problems on a broader basis than correcting the problems of one individual. I can get justice for you, but that doesn't get justice for all people like you. Social justice uh, involves changing society rather than righting the wrong happening to one person. Okay. So, uh, tell me about your childhood. When did you... uh, uh how to become a lawyer? Well, I, I I wasn't a great student. I was a good student. I had uh, rather traditional American parents. My mother and father thought education was an extremely important um, thing for a child to do. They wanted me to go to college. Neither of them did. Uh, they wanted my brother and sister to go to college. All of us did. All of us graduated. I was the only one that went on to professional school. My mother wanted me to be a doctor. She she always she kept saying, my son, the doctor. And I didn't like uh, science or math. So my son, the doctor, wasn't going to happen. Uh, I did like English. I did like writing. I did like speaking, as you can see. <laughs> um, so. Law, law became a, a natural thing for me to do. The, the, uh, my college education, I got a degree in English literature. There's not much you can do with a degree in English literature other than either be a teacher, be a journalist, or go to law school. And I decided to go to law school. Okay. So, how was your journey as a lawyer till now? What are the key takeaways from that journey of being a lawyer? Well, I've been a lawyer for 45 years. The key takeaways is that bad things can happen to people, and lawyers can be crusaders for change and turn lemon into lemonade. Uh, and that's what I tried to do in my career. Most lawyers, when they start their careers, look for a job, and when they get a job, they end up practicing in the area of law where they get their job, and that's true of me. I got a job in a small personal injury, negligence, uh, small criminal practice, and Four years later, 
I opened up my own office and started handling uh, somewhat larger personal injury cases. Once one case came in and has stayed with me through the years, and that uh, happened in the early 80s. In the late 70s, a Catholic priest sexually abused two boys. Their mother wanted to bring the priest to justice. The statute of limitations was about to run. She expected her church to be fair to the family. And to her surprise, the church did everything in their power to cover up the crime and deny them justice. Back then, uh, you probably can imagine clergy abuse was kind of a dirty little secret. Uh, it wasn't talked about a lot. Children were being abused in back rooms and in, in um, uh, priest uh, uh, houses and homes. Uh, cases were filed, but they were settled with confidentiality agreements, and victims were literally being paid for their silence. My first action in the case was to persuade my client to make the case as public as possible. I wasn't going to allow, under any circumstances, the case to be quietly swept under the rug. Uh, about three years later, the case was successfully resolved. There was no confidentiality agreement of, of any kind. And the way the church behaved was deplorable. They covered things up. They hid witnesses. They lied, they cheated, they made me travel all over the country finding people. And I said to myself, boy, this feels like some kind of CIA experience. So I said I would write a book. I said to myself, <laughs> I would write a book about the experience. And 30 years later, in November of 2016, I wrote my first Zachary Blake legal thriller, which is called Betrayal of Faith. That was essentially a bucket list item, if you know that term in your country. Um, I had promised myself I would do it. I put it on a list, and I did it. So I thought I was done. I thought I was going to write one novel, and that would be it. But I never, And I never contemplated writing a second novel, let alone six more. I've written seven now. But the presidential election of 2016 came along, and I said to myself, can an anti-Muslim, anti-Latino, anti-immigrant bigot become president of the United States? That's not America. I, I, that's not acceptable to me. So I wrote a book in four months. First book took 30 years. <laughs> the second book took four months. Uh, I became concerned that that somebody like that would become President of the United States. So I wrote Betrayal of Justice, which is a fictional account of an American presidential election. I got accused, after the book came out, of doing a hit job on President Trump. And my response is, I wrote the book before he became president. If you see a similarity between my book and him, that's on him, not on me. And then 
other events, like I told you, uh, a, a school shooting. The book is is based loosely on the Parkland High School school shooting. Uh, a police, a white police officer shooting a black innocent traffic uh, a driver rather in a traffic stop, uh, based on a real event. I've written a book about uh, truth to power and the Me Too movement, uh, based on the Kavanaugh hearings. So I've written fictional accounts of things that have happened in real life. I find in my travels that fact is sometimes stranger than fiction. And through my novels and my social justice advocacy, hopefully I can effectuate common sense change. And that's what I try to do. Really nice to uh, hear such things. I really admire someone who is a lawyer because I myself as a first uh, year uh, student of in, in, a, in an Indian law school. So yeah, I really admire you. Uh, and so, have you heard of uh, uh, Mr. Ram Jaitmalani, an Indian lawyer? I have not. Okay. So, what do you think about India? Have you been there? I have not been to India. I would love to go to India. I've been to I've been to many countries, but I have not been to, yet to India. Okay. So, uh, my I, I, by the way, by the way, I, I I notice you know I'm an Amazon author. Okay. Um, I sell a lot of books in India. I don't know quite why India. The population seems to migrate to legal thrillers. But I do have a, a number of books sold in India, which is why I was excited to do your show. Uh, yeah, people are uh, uh, very interested in uh, uh, taking in, uh, into account the contents like uh, the legal things. Because of some web series also like Suits, uh, people became fascinated because of that in India. So, yeah. Uh, my next question to you is, what difference do you see in law schools of United States to the law schools of any other country? I really couldn't tell you uh, about the law schools in any other country. I can tell you that the law schools, and again, I you know, I went to law school 45 years ago. Uh, when I went to law school, the law was taught in a, in a change the world type of way. They didn't give you just the nuts and bolts. They wanted you to become someone who cared about your clients, cared about society, and tried to change it. Those are my takeaways from law school. I was very happy when I graduated law school and got the job that I got. I was very happy that my career turned into helping people less fortunate than myself. And I've made a career of that. Other lawyers have made other decisions. I can't, I, I 
the loss, my law school education was probably the best experience of my life, other than actually practicing law. So I'm, I can't really tell you or compare for you one country's system versus another, but the system of laws in America and the constitutional democracy that America is, obviously, uh, makes it a great place to practice law. Unfortunately, as in any society, there are good people and there are bad people. And my job is to bring the bad people to justice, and that's what I try to do. Yeah, I uh, I truly uh, understand that. And uh, my next question to you is that how to present good arguments in the court? You have to be passionate about what you're doing. The obviously research, study, knowing the subject matter cold, those are all important things. But when you come into court and you don't believe in what you're saying, you come off as a phony. So I strongly believe that you have to be passionate about what you're doing. And that's the most important aspect of being a lawyer. You can be a good public speaker. That's important. You can be a good researcher and writer. That's important. But you can't be a phony. You have to be somebody that believes in what, in the case that you're handling. Uh, and I think that's the most important quality of a lawyer when they walk into court. Yeah, yeah, uh, and I want also wanted to ask you that what are some of the myths that you want to bust relating to being a lawyer or an author? Well, I, as to as to being an author, uh, I think the myth is that you can write a book and and people will find it and and one person will tell another and what have you, and suddenly you'll be a famous author. That's a myth. It's very difficult to promote your book and get people to find it and read it, even if it's good. Uh, some some of the worst books I've ever read are some of the most famous books I've ever read. Some of the best books I've ever read are some of the books that people never read. So it's hard for me to understand, and it's a myth, that all authors are rich and famous. That's not true. As to lawyers... I've heard every lawyer joke there is. Um, the fact that lawyers are, you know, nasty or mean or bombastic, yes, there are some people like that. Um, but lawyers are people too. They're, we're, we, we're nice guys, we're bad guys, uh, we're mean, some, some, some are nasty, some are wonderful people. Uh, just, just as society has good people and bad people, so does the law. Most lawyers that I know try to do the best job possible for their clients, and that's the most important thing you can do as a lawyer. Yeah, yeah. So, so my last question to you is that where can our listeners connect with you on what platforms or 
I'm on, well, they, my website is Mark M. Bello, M-A-R-K-M-B-E-L-L-O.com. All my books are posted on that site. I've written seven now uh, legal justice thrillers featuring lawyer Zachary Blake. I've also just written six children's books about safety and social justice, which are not published yet. I'm working on a three nonfiction books on public speaking, mediation, and negotiation. Um, I'm on Facebook. You could probably just enter Facebook Mark Ambello and you'll find me. Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. So whichever of those platforms you put the words Mark Ambello in, you'll probably find me. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir, for being on our show. It was uh, really amazing to talk to you. It was my pleasure. Thanks for having me.